Welcome to the One in the Sheba podcast with Suji and Ed. We're just two Asian Americans talking shit about shit. Mm-hmm. Hey, dude. Hi. How are you? Good. How was your week? It was interesting. I don't know. It wasn't interesting. I'm just going to be honest. I was like, it was a little depressing this week. Oh. And I realized today as I was driving here, my car was like, the last time you drove me was six days ago. And I was like, you haven't oh. driven since in six days? I was like, that might be part of the reason why. I guess I've just been like a hermit the last six days. And I, I guess I didn't realize. So, uh, yes. so since I saw you, you haven't left your house, really? Pretty much, it seems. Edward, what? what? Are you okay? Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's just what happens when like you're by yourself, you're single, and you just like work from home all the time. Like oh, sometimes you like yeah. realize you're like, oh, I don't have a life. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have a life. You're just choosing not to attend to it. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. But then like I didn't realize, like I, I didn't even, apparently I didn't even leave to like go to the grocery store or anything. You know what I mean? Like I think I did like the day after the podcast yeah. and then I haven't since. Have you been depressed? It, yes, yesterday and the day before, but yesterday was like pretty bad. Like yesterday, I just like sat and watched TV all day and I felt bad because like Ron was working and I was like, sorry, man. I was like, I feel really off today. And I was like, I just can't bring myself to do anything. That's, you know what? That's, it happens. Yeah. And then, and then like today, my car was like, hey, last time we drove was like five and a half days ago. And I was like, oh. Your car told you that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. My car's just like, bitch, you're always in here. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Like, I mean, get a life, but like a different one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was charging. It was like the last time you drove, it was like five days ago. And I was like, oh, shit. Wow. I was like, oh. Can't relate. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I was like, when you were telling me about your week earlier, I was like, I literally, before we started recording, I was like, don't get mad when I tell you about my week. <laughs> I know. Because I was a sedentary nothing. <laughs> no, but you know what, though? Like, not that if you were sad or depressed is like the best reason, but sometimes just sitting still, I covet. I wish I could sit still. Oh, you want to know how much I sat still yesterday? Hmm. My whole right side of the body at one point fell asleep and then I didn't even move to waken it up. So like my whole body was tingling and numbing for 30 minutes before I was like, eh, I should probably get some blood circulating on this side. <laughs> and then I was like, that's like the pinnacle of depression. Pinnacle? The the valley of depression. Yeah, it's yeah, like the, the opposite. The depths, yeah. yeah. So it wasn't like anything horrible, but I think- There was nothing specific. But you when I left worried. the house today, I was already like feeling better. I was like, oh. I, I mean, to... just just the, a little bit of vitamin D probably would have done you yeah, good. Yeah, so literally as we were preparing to film today, I was like, I think I have to start dating so I have a life. So like I reached out to Guy Tang. <gasps> Who's been matchmaker guy Tang. Who's been trying to set me up <laughs> with this? Yeah, who's been matchmaker. trying to set me up with like his friends and stuff? Because he's oh, like, we got to get you dating or whatever. So yeah, and I told him like a month ago. I was like, I don't know if I'm ready. I know I'm being awkward and weird, but okay. now I'm like, you know what? I was like, I think you need a life, my guy. You know, you just like broadcast to everybody that you're ready to date, right? I just yeah. don't know if you realize what you just did. But... I am. I'm ready to date if you're single. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm not desperate. I'm like, but you know, slide into you know, your DM. If you wanted to ever shoot your shot, now's the time. Wow, Ed, <laughs> I like it. Fucking full force. I'm into it. <laughs> you might sweat. not be able to see it. Yeah, but I'm very up close. He's very sweaty. <laughs> I'm very sweaty. Just <laughs> instantaneous. Yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah. You know, and I think we'll see how it goes. And it doesn't have to be necessarily dating. Obviously, if that's part of you know you yeah. figure that out, but there are other things you can do too. Like you know. Yeah, but I've been thinking about that for a while. My barber was like, you know, just get a hobby, and I was like. I was like eating and sleeping 
and my dog. Scrolling TikTok is not a <laughs> yeah. hobby. Yeah, it's like, and, and I was like, when I say my dog, I don't mean like, you know, exploring. I mean like. Just lay here, baby dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. You know what? Every, every human being, every human being on earth is going to have, you know, peaks and valleys, right? Yeah. We all have peaks and valleys. And there's some Part days, of life. Yeah. And, but I think, you know, after you come out of it and you realize like what your needs are and you address those needs, I think that's incredibly healthy. Yeah. You can't avoid, avoid the sads all the time. No, you can't. They're there. Yeah. So we'll see. Okay. This might get interesting. One we'll date see. at a time. Yeah. Did you say one day or one date at yeah. a time? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> oh. Both. I mean, whatever. Okay, Guy, if you find somebody cute, we could we could go on a double date. Mm -hmm. Me and Guy and you. Oh, I was like, wait, what? I was like, but first, I need to cut this hair. I'll this. be Guy's date. <laughs> I miss Guy. I haven't seen him in a while. You, you're listening, Guy. Yeah. Come hang out. Karaoke um, extravaganza. I know. We always talk about it, but it never happens. Yeah. It's okay. You know, like so, for my Sunday birthday. soon. I know. I'm oh, my, mine is in two weeks. Oh, shit. Yeah. We'll just. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do anything. <laughs> I'm okay. I have to go Fair. to some, some fucking school fundraiser anyway, so. Yeah, well, you've been super busy. How was your oh, week? Oh, God, I can't even talk about it. <laughs> um, You know, my, my older daughter, I, was, I said I wasn't going to talk about it, but here we are. Uh, my older daughter tried out for club volleyball, and... Part of me thought she, I didn't know if she would or she wouldn't get in. It's a highly, highly competitive club. But, you know, little Susie that lives inside of me was like, she's got to try. Wouldn't yeah. you have loved to have tried? And, you know, you know, you had a lot of potential as an athlete when you were a kid. But, you know, because there were a lot of circumstances around your childhood, you couldn't have joined a club. But now that your daughter has the ability, don't you want her to try? Yeah. So I did. And she got in to two different clubs. Like some of the best clubs in in the the state, maybe even the country. I don't. Know. And we'll see. We'll see how the season goes. It could be. Yes, they might win. So you know? she gets in, but you know there is a huge financial burden to playing club. And I know first world problems. I totally get that, and I'm in no way like. But I am not of those means right now. So like, I'm like, who do I have to steal from, rob, murder, whatever I have yeah. to do? Like, who do I, you know, who do I have to do that? What do I have to do? Um, and again- I love that your go-to are all first degree funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're gonna go, go big. Go big. I mean, like money laundering is also, um, I don't yeah. rob a bank, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're all variations. If I wanna acquire big money, that's what you yeah. have to do nowadays. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I know that a lot of it, and I'm very conscious and aware that a lot of this has to do with, you know, my own childhood traumas yeah. and the scarcity mindset that I grew up with. Like a lot of the times when I was growing up, it was like, we can't do this. There's not enough money. You can't do this. You can't go to this, this trip. Like I never was able to go on like, you know, I, I think I went to like one ski trip with my volleyball team, but they went every single year, you know, or, you know, vacations that my friends would go on with their parents and they would invite me, but I was just like, I can't, I can't afford that. Afford it, yeah. And so I... I have to stretch and scrape every penny for if this wants if we want this to happen for her. And I so badly do. She's worked so hard and she tries so hard and she's just so naturally gifted. And like I just want to give that to her, you know, and <laughs> I I just don't want to traumatize her in the same way I was traumatized yeah. with money. Mm -hmm. But now I'm just re-traumatizing myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> money. In a different way, but yes. In a different yeah. way, because now I'm like, I, I don't know if I can do this. Like, what can I sacrifice? How can I, you know? 
how can I do, make this work for her? You know, so if you want to join our Patreon, please yeah. <laughs> feel free. We really do need some help. If you guys yeah. want to, obviously. Um, you guys and, appreciate what we're making. Yeah, you know, you can support us in any way. And I didn't mean for that to be a segue. It just kind of happened. Um, but know, it is really expensive. And it's, I didn't realize how expensive it was because um, I wasn't athletic. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 the thought of joining club sports was like, I didn't even know what they were. Yeah. Like, well, when I was in high school, our school volleyball team was really competitive and we, you know, we won like CIF championships and like we were a really good team. Um, but you know, nowadays, if you want to at all make an impression playing volleyball, it's high school volleyball, volleyball is just not enough. And obviously, you know, we want her to excel in all things. And she has a real interest in this. And so it's really the only thing that extracurricularly outside of, she's tried other things. She loves it. And I'm not going to say, like, I know I'm partially responsible for that. I coach her team. I've been playing volleyball with her since she was little, little, because yeah, yeah. I love volleyball. Yeah. And again, this is not like a toddlers and tiaras situation where I'm trying to, like, live vicariously through my kids. I promise I'm not. I just could see that she's naturally gifted, and she she really loves it. She told me the other day, um, after we hadn't played for a little, like, just, like, a couple weeks, oh, and she played a game. She's like, I forgot how much I love this game, Mom. I was like... Yeah, I can see that. Knowing right. her, she like has the personality to be like yeah. a very good athlete. Yeah. Like she's very driven. She's very competitive. And she's also very confident. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. even outside of the athleticism aspect of it, I think she just has a really good handle on like competitiveness, but being competitive as like a leader. Like she's a really great leader on her team. And I think she's, you know, she's doing really well. So the thought of withholding or being unable to, to to afford those things for her like breaks my heart. Like I would hate to to do that. So, like I said, if I have to you know give blood every so often, then I do it. I think my eggs might be a little too old for a <laughs> donation. But if anybody wants an old dusty grandma egg, <laughs> let me know. I'm trying to there's think of something a, to there's say. There's maybe a couple left. I don't know, I don't know how many. Maybe one or two. But yeah. If you want it, let me know. You know. Just have to. Yeah. <laughs> just dust it off. Take its little shawl off. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a little granny cane. Come here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so my my weeks are consumed with work and kids. And also, sports. I don't know if anyone heard this, but Ron off camera says century eggs, and they are kind of <laughs> F century eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say that, Ron? <laughs> They kind of are half century eggs. Half century eggs. Oh fuck! I mean, not technically because they didn't develop until you're like you know over ten, but still. No, actually, did you know that every little girl is born with an exact number of eggs? She is going from birth. Birth. Oh, I didn't know that. So I had health class. You failed the number of eggs I had when I was in my mother's womb, and she in her mother's womb, and she in her mother's womb. So, so technically. My daughter was once at once inside my mother because I was in there and then my baby was in there, right? Yeah. So when they say like generational trauma and things like that, I mean, it's kind of true, right? So everything that my mother experienced, I experienced when I was in her womb. My daughter was half of her was in my womb. So all of these things genetically, they're all, they're all in there. And they recently somewhat proved, not somewhat recently is what I meant to say, proved that things do change your DNA. Like your experiences, the stuff you eat, drink, put in your body. Yeah. It, it changes your genes. I'm telling you, that's why I love Big Macs. I don't eat them, 
but I love them because my mother had oh. them every day when she was pregnant with me. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, but that's like one of those like <laughs> things where it's like, did she eat Big Macs because you were craving Big Macs? I don't know. I maybe. And I only say that because, you know, you see pregnant women being like, baby wants tteokbokki, <laughs> baby wants steak. You know? I don't know, but all I know is I might go get a Big Mac. <laughs> <That's all> I, <laughs> I haven't had one in like 20 years, but from what I remember, they're pretty damn good. Yeah, I haven't had, I haven't had McDonald's in decades. Like I've- Oh, really? Yeah, it's been decades. Even the French fries? Yeah. I saw Super Size Me whenever that came out, oh, yeah. and I did not go. I stopped going to. Did it really stay with you like that? Yeah. Oh. He I was went like, into eh, he's okay now. <laughs> he went into kidney fa failure, and that ah, freaked me out. Eh, you survived. He survived. He's fine now. Isn't he like kind of weird now? Uh, wasn't he technically always weird? No, but I mean, like, I can't remember. Like I, I feel right like I read something, something. Maybe something oh, like that. Boy. I feel like something was. Seems like he was too woke to be that, but you never know. You, you never know? know. I mean, maybe all those Big Macs changed his DNA. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Please stop listening. I'm sorry you had to. You have to listen to this. You don't have to, but I'm sorry anyway. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Today we're going to do one of our favorite things to do, which is read listener write-ins and Am I the Assholes? I love these so much because... Because it's just an open invitation to give my opinion on something that somebody didn't ask me about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Technically not directly to us, but by putting it on the internet, you they do ask. are asking. It's true. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, they're literally, it's literally a question. Am I the ass? Right. Like they exactly. want our opinion. And what I like Maybe is not us reading the first line of it and then making a wild judgment about something I don't know anything about and then seeing what yeah. it actually is about. And also a lot of these like spark memories or, oh, sure. you know, experiences. Dramas. And you're like, oh, mm. Um, so this one is a, a listener write-in, which is always exciting. Yep, we love um, those. I'll do this one. Am I the asshole for wanting my child to be around more Asian people and have more Asian friends? No. No, right? Well. If you're Asian. Unless they're not Asian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then it's a little. that's weird. It's a little weird. <laughs> it's a little fetishy. Well, if, it, if they're an Asian person and want to, yeah, then of course, I think that makes sense. But if not, then Yeah, I have what? a feeling they are Asian. Maybe their kids are part Asian or they're Asian One, and they live biracial. in a very yeah. white okay. area, maybe. Let's find out. Okay, yeah. My husband and I are white <laughs> and our son uh, is seven years old and oh, a Japanese adoptee. Yep, the other okay, option. There right, we right, go. Right, yep. We live in a small town of only about 8,400 people, which is mostly white, but has about a 6% Asian population. Since adopting him, my husband, my husband and I have both turned down job promotions because it would require us to move somewhere with the lower Asian population. And when family asked us why we would turn down promotions, I told them I'm not interested in moving unless it would be somewhere more diverse, specifically having a higher Asian population. Anyway, some of our family members told me that we are that I am paranoid and that it's not that important for him to be around other Asians. Even going as so far as to tell me that I'm tokenizing and othering him, oh. as well as stating just can't that they just can't understand that when I say I think it's important for him to be around other Asians and have Asian friends. Our son is also very proud of his Asian heritage, which I think is great and feel like it's probably because he's frequently around the small Asian population in our town and we constantly tell him when something is from Japan, Pokemon, etc. 
But I do not want him to look back and think I placed value on things that aren't important, i.e. having Asian friends and being around Asian people in general or learning about his culture. Truthfully, I don't give a shit what my family thinks. But am I the asshole for wanting him to have Asian friends or be around more Asian people? And I guess more importantly, is that tokenizing him? No. No. No, not at all. And I think I think you're giving him a gift. Yeah. By I think your family should stop their sentence that they can't understand right. and leave it at that. Right. I mean, wouldn't, hmm. I guess it depends on the way you're going about it. Right. Cause I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of mixed about I this mean, now that I'm thinking about like it. It seems like the way that they're presenting it, it seems like they're pretty conscious about it. Sure. But there's something to say about, I want you to have more Asian friends or I want to have, I want you to have friends that you would normally have who are also Asian. You know what I'm saying? Like just grouping people together just because they're of the same group. It's like like when you have a friend that's gay and you're like, oh, like, or like people who are like, oh, you should meet this other guy. You know, he's also gay. You guys would love each other. But that's different than being like, hey, I think my son is gay and I think maybe he won't feel, they won't feel so alone if they had a gay community to grow up with. True. You know what this reminds me of? That opening scene in, in Joyride. Joyride, yeah, right. I want you to have more Asian friends because I know how important it is for you to be exposed to Asian friends. But remember in that movie later on, she says we were only friends because we were the only two Asian people in town. Yeah, but Would they have been friends had they not both been Asian? But even if that was the case, them being friends with each other helped with the ones internalized racism. We know now, but that doesn't mean that that will be the case for these specific children, right? Because- I don't want to be friends with somebody that I wouldn't like if I don't, what if you're, what if you're an Asian person, but you're an asshole and I don't want to hang out with you. Well, then you make another <laughs> friend, but it's like, it's like when like, I look at it the same as like when my mom made me go to like Korean school at church and stuff. She's like, Hey, we live in a predominantly white area. Like I want you to make some Asian friends. So like, you don't think that there's something wrong. But with you're you. talking about an Asian community, 8,400, do the math, 8,400 people and only 6% are Asian. So how many people is that? It's like a couple hundred. So do we think that these couple hundred in this town- Oh, wait, wait, no. What is 6% of 8,400? It's like 460? It's 504. Yeah. So 500 people in a whole town, you gotta figure 500, okay, this is, this is, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to pull this off. That's a lot. 500 people, but how many of those people are children, True. right? Cause a lot of them are gonna be grandparents and parents and older people. So of like those let's 500, 10%? 10%, that's what, 50, 50 kids. 50 kids, this kid's maybe, what, seven years old. There are going to be kids 10 and above that aren't gonna wanna be friends with somebody and then somebody that there's are- like five. So there's like five. I mean, so, you know what I'm saying? So yes, I get it, but picking of just, because those five, because of the, you know, it's versus, versus going to a community center that has tons of Asian people in the, and who knows, maybe these kids will all be friends and it would be wonderful and lovely. And I gravitated towards the Asian kids in my school too, for that reason. And I think it's wonderful, but I think, I think how parents frame these things to their children are, is really important too. Right. I don't want, I would hate to see, or like a parent being like, well, you should be friends with them. They're Japanese and you're Japanese. Yeah, but I'm a person too, mom. I'm, yeah. I'm also a human being and I have no interests 
I don't have the same interest as these, this person and, and they're annoying and they eat their burgers or like whatever it is that yeah, yeah, yeah. this kid doesn't want to hang out with them. Well, I don't think, I don't know that they're forcing them to be kids like friends, but I kind of seem like they were like, Hey, I want them to be exposed to more Asian people, which is a little bit twofold. I feel like what you're saying is that like, yes, that could be good. But in my perspective, I think that's not the only way to expose them. That to, really, it was to another culture. Point. Exactly. Yeah. He's exactly right too. So Having that, let's say of the five, eight kids that are of the same age group, I'm sure among them there's going to be somebody that they can be friends with. But I think it would be important for the parents equally to participate in whatever yes. it is, you know, the child wants to do. If this is do. the only thing, I think it is a little problematic because you're like putting it on the other Asian people to right. immerse them in the Asian culture. Right. When like you could be doing that as well. Like I don't know where they live. But like, if it's like an hour drive to go to a Japanese restaurant, right. like an actual Japanese restaurant, right. not like a hibachi, right? You know what and I mean? Also, or, why would your family say that you're tokenizing this kid? Like, you're not tokenizing. That's not what tokenizing is. It's you literally know? the opposite. Yeah, it's the opposite. Yeah, you're trying to not make them the token Asian by making them friends with other Asian. Right. People. Exactly. So, so, yeah, I you, don't know what it is. You know, it, it really bothers me when this talk of race makes predominantly white people very uncomfortable. Right. It's like. I understand that this conversation is uncomfortable to you, but this five minutes is our whole lives here in, right. in this country. So right. for like, so like maybe it's just time for you to try to understand. Right, right. And if you don't understand, it's okay. You can just shut the fuck up. Yeah, and not it's, have an opinion about it. It's always it. okay to just shut the fuck up. Yeah, just say, I don't understand. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's pretty much it. That's we solved your problem. <laughs> yeah. That's also called learning. Yeah. <laughs> But good for you for not giving a shit what they think. Cause yeah. All right. Am I the asshole for telling one of my daughter's classmates' moms to fuck off about what I put in my daughter's lunch? It's never a problem for me to hear someone tell somebody else to fuck off. <laughs> so I feel fine with it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I already feel like I know what this is about. Oh, and no. no, I don't think you're the asshole. But let's get into it. For some context, before this story, I, 38 female, cook Asian foods regularly for dinner and for my daughter, Lily's seven female lunches at school. This is because my family enjoys these foods. I like to cook these foods and my mom cooked a bunch of these foods growing up since she's half Japanese. Oftentimes, I'll either give my daughter some leftovers from last night's dinner, plus a fruit veggie and a snack, you know, like normal parents, right. or I'll make her a quick little bento box or some other thing really quick. So after school one day, my daughter wanted to play on the playground for a bit before we went home. I said she could play for a few minutes and she ran off to play. I was waiting next to this other parent who we'll call Deborah. While I was waiting, Deborah came up to me. And here, do you, in this context, should we go read the other yeah, person? I'll okay. be Deborah. Are you Lily's mother? I can already feel like, I already feel like she's a bitch. Are you Lily's mother? Oh, yeah, I am. Why? Well, well your daughter's lunches have been. Your daughter's lunches have been bothering my son, and I'd like you to. I'd like to ask you to pack something else. What? How are they bothering him? She then proceeded to start talking about how her son was complaining about my daughter's lunches smelling terrible, and that he thought it was disgusting. She also said her son didn't eat most of his lunch because he was so grossed out. Okay, I understand your son doesn't like the smell, but can't he just sit somewhere else? Are you kidding me? My son shouldn't have to put up with whatever crap you make your daughter bring to this school. It's disgusting. Deborah. And then she started making more vague complaints, but I was fed up at this point. Listen, 
I understand your son might not like my daughter's food, but he can very easily just not sit next to her. I'm not changing what's in my daughter's lunches because you and your kid don't want to exist near Asian food. Fuck off. She angrily stormed off with her kid then, and my daughter finished playing soon after, so we went home. I talked to my husband about it, and he said that I maybe shouldn't have told her to fuck off to avoid her bothering in the future, bothering us in the future. Am I the ass? No. <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely not. I think, actually, you went way too fucking easy on her. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know I can be a little intense sometimes, but fuck Deborah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. I'm sorry my daughter doesn't want to slurp mayonnaise through a straw. God, that's gross. Oh my God. The the visual and the, the, <laughs> the, the sensory feeling of that the smell. <laughs> Look, we we've talked about food trauma so, so many times. And I'm glad that you stood up for your kid. And whatever this mom is instilling in her child about like what food is that's, supposed to smell like. It's gross, that's disgusting, that's learned behavior. Of course, yeah. it's well, obviously, cause the mom said it, mm -hmm. it's disgusting. What's disgusting? That that you can't eat anything beyond what? A Lunchable I and a really, fucking, what are those uncrustable things? Those things are disgusting. Those things are, you literally just took a peanut butter and jelly sandwich out of a freezer. And those are gross, there's too much <laughs> feeling. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not saying that the it, peanut butter and jelly are gross. I think Uncrustables, the ratio is off. It is off. <laughs> the ratio is off. And the peanut butter they use isn't even that good. Nor you is the jelly. Four peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with the filling. It's just too cloyingly sweet. It's too much. And I'm not trying to shame people, but like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches take all of 20 seconds. They're delicious though. I ate them for a whole summer once. Oh, yeah, that's right. Speaking of drama. But no, but seriously, that's bullshit. I think it's amazing that their child is one sixteenth Japanese. I'm assuming from yeah. what the math was, and there's still and that culture is still that prevalent in their yeah, lives. That's beautiful. I think that's beautiful, like that's you awesome. said. And uh, yeah, that's bullshit. I really want to know what the exact meals were. It's probably like, are we talking about like tempura and shit? Seaweed and like maybe like miso soup or something. Neither of those things you chicken, can even smell yeah, next to teriyaki something. chicken. Like what could be so smelly? What? what? Just because it doesn't smell like ketchup? Like, okay, like yeah. don't worry about it. Not to mention like I've worked at my last company that I like went in and there was like white people eating seaweed for snacks. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, so like fuck off. Deborah's a bitch. Yeah. Kick oh, rocks, Debra. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hoe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what her <laughs> life is. She sounds like an asshole. Miserable. It's She's miserable. Like bitch. And boring. I mean, to have the audacity to go up to another mother and tell her that she can't pack her kid the lunch the kid wants. Like, I could never muster that kind of audacity if my life depended on it. Seven years old. So. First or second grade? Yeah, like set probably like first, second grade. And like, did the mom even ask what the food was? Probably not. I bet you they, she well, didn't. Lily's lunch stinks, mommy. Okay, well, I'll make sure to talk to the manager. Shut up. Well, what is it? She makes Japanese food. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what it was. <laughs> exactly. And what, I mean, I I don't have that. I mean, I have tons of experience with Japanese food. Like what, there's nothing that stinks that I can think That's of. What I'm I mean, and, and even if there was, I doubt it's the stuff that they're being packed for lunch. Well, like, even what, if like, it wasn't. Like a was hamachi stinky. collar or something? <laughs> like if it's like fish, but 
like fish universally smells. Shrimp tempura yeah, or something? No, like, yeah. I don't even understand. And also- And like, let's be real. Her son is probably gonna be one of those people who are like 25 and being like, um, do you guys have chicken nuggies on the menu? Right, exactly. Shut the fuck up. I only eat corn. <laughs> Hey, there's nothing wrong with corn. I like corn too, but it can't be the only vegetable you eat. Because it's not even really a vegetable. It's not, it's not. I mean, it is, but I mean, nutrient wise, it's like, not. Is it a legume? No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I just said nutrient wise, it's like, it's like nothing. I don't want to learn a new thing today and shatter my whole worldview. Am I the asshole? Tonight, I took my boyfriend of three years on a date to get all you can eat crab legs, a few drinks, and a local hookah lounge at a local and to a local hookah lounge his favorite things. While we were out, we walked on the beach. He said that there was a... <laughs> Where is this going? That there was a lot of fat asses and that he was tempted. I'm that sorry. was in quotes. <laughs> this has shifted. Uh, this is not no yep. longer about food. Where is this going? I'm so confused. Um, and that he was tempted. I ignored that as I trust him and was just, and he was just running his mouth like he does every so often. He has a habit of making jokes that are hurtful. I'll tell, he has a joke of making habits. Sorry, I can't read that because it was, is that a period? Yeah. Okay. He has a habit of making jokes that are hurtful. I'll tell him, I love you um, and I know you love me. And he'll respond with, do I? And then I'll say, yes. I know you do, et cetera, et cetera. There's so much toxic masculinity so far. Just to recap, because so he was on a beach and said that he was tempted because there were a lot of fat behinded women. And then he jokes like when she says, I love you. Okay. We're not even halfway through. And all I have to say is, girl, you've been dating this guy Why? for three, three years? years. That's crazy. I'm not adopted. I'm adopted and I do not know anything basically at all. And he'll make jokes about orphans. I have a profoundly special needs brother and he'll make jokes about special needs people. He'll also see any Asian and say, that's your mom slash dad, bro slash brother, etc." I also ignore those. Why? Why, Why are you ignoring that? Yeah. Hello? Hi. Hello? Hi. Hello? Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> what got me tonight was when he said, I have a backup plan in case me and you don't work out. Wow. We are coming up on our four year anniversary. So you guys have been dating for four years. That's we crazy. We live together. We what? have promise rings only because I'm only 24 and didn't want to be married. He originally proposed one and a half years ago. Oh yeah. Uh, I get having a plan in the beginning, but it's been going on for so long and we have commitments and plans for the future. Why would he still have a backup plan now? It bothered me. So I said, I'd appreciate if he didn't say things that make me question the stability and fundamentals of our relationship. He got raging mad and then made me apologize and admit I was wrong. Am I the asshole? Kind of. You're kind of yeah. Also, please be honest, because if I am, I will make sure to try and work on anything I have to. Communication, expectations, anything. I strive to be the best I can. Thank y'all in advance. Man, punctuation Honey, helps so much. It really does. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, everyone here sucks, I think. I think that's. Hi, um, can we talk? <laughs> Listen to me, you need to you need to not with this person anymore. You need to have more respect for yourself. 
four years of this guy. Okay, okay. Every goddamn word was a red flag. There just, are like 88 red flags. Just the guy saying alone, just him alone saying something like, is that your mom or your dad or your brother to any Asian person is like, fuck you. Like, fuck you. Like she, she says that she doesn't know much about her adoption and whatever. And that's one thing. But for him to say things like that is intentionally meant to hurt you intentionally meant to remind you that you're adopted and that you don't know much about your adoption. He is intentionally hurting you often actually by saying he has a backup plan by saying that, you know, he's tempted by other women. Like the, his intentions are to break you down. It's called abusive. Yeah. It's called abusive. And I, 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 I retract my statement earlier in calling you the asshole. I don't think you're the asshole. I think that, I think that you, um, maybe just need a little clarity on what kind of relationship you actually want. Because for somebody to treat you so badly, so badly, repeatedly well, for years on end, and then I, they have a backup, you have a backup? I have a feeling that either from her childhood, from her family or school, this was already instilled into her. But of course, everything, I mean, from the racism, the misogyny, Oof. all of it, it's just like all of the isms, he is it. And like, mm. I will say this to the day I die. Run away from insecure men as fast as you can. Because that insecurity within men, I mean, within all people, but this is specifically towards men that I've noticed, leads to some of the worst things ever. Oh, yeah. Napoleon, uh -huh. fucking Kim Jong-un. Like, yeah. all of those people are driven by their insecurity. And when you're able to hurt people that you love and wanted to marry a year and a half into your relationship, and you use all of that, all of your words and energy to break them down because something makes you feel insecure, yeah, they're, they're capable of anything. You know what I mean? Like, they will allow their insecurity to physically hurt you. You know no, what I mean? Just like, so you know, I don't even care about you that much. And if you leave me, I don't even care because I have somebody else like waiting for me. It's like, yeah. oh, you're worried that I'm going to leave you, not that you're going to leave me. And you're supposed to be the love of his life. How do you think he's going to treat children? He's going to allow his, you think he's going to allow his insecurity to not be a shithead to his kids? Ugh, or like, I hate him. Not be racist to your kids? I like, hate him. That's gross. Please run. Please don't anymore run. with him. I, um. Run, block, call the cops, all of the above. I don't know. That guy needs to go. That was crazy. He's the fucking worst. Like, he almost sounds made up, but I know it's not because I have friends who've experienced those kinds of things. So, Four years. oh my God. You never get those back in your job. Only 24. Crazy. You're in the prime of your life. You know, there's so many other people out there who won't. Such a piece of shit. That's crazy. I think a lot of times people think that like this is it, and it's it's not. It's not. Like that one relationship. It's not the. It's not the whole world. And if it was meant to be, then it would be. But it's right. not. Right. Am I the asshole for basically snapping at a stranger who spoke to me in Mandarin because of my appearance? Yes. Triggered. No. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm going to agree with exactly uh, what you did because no. I think this is how I act too. I do too. I am a 25 male Chinese American. I have familiar roots in Hong Kong, thus I look Asian, but grew up in the US. Also of note is that I recently finished a master's degree in Germany, speak adequate German, and I'm back in the US hometown for two weeks. So I'm in line at Starbucks when a white guy gets in line behind me, gets my attention, and asks me something in Mandarin with a smile, which I don't understand. When I stare at him blankly, he repeats himself, 
then asks me in English if I spoke Mandarin. It felt like a bad pickup attempt. Besides being morning grumpy, I've heard stories from female friends of mine of getting approached with ni hao or konnichiwa just because they were Asian, the majority of which were crude pickup lines. And personally, I take poorly to the assumption of someone's ethnicity and culture when in the US. English should be the only one assumed in my opinion. So in that moment, which, you know, mm. not even really, because not right. even our official language. So in that moment, I not so politely responded in, responded in German, Ich sprich kein Chinese, sprich, sorry, I don't speak German. Sprich you Deutsch, Tadu Weisossist. No, that was really good. That was really good. I felt like I was in Germany. Do you speak German? <laughs> I don't even know how to read some of these characters. I apologize sincerely. Ich sprich. We should cut this whole part. <laughs> no, leave it because I don't I don't know. But start over. So in that moment, I not so politely responded in German. Ich ich sprich kein Chinese sprich du Deutsch. Da du why Perfect. That sounded perfect. I'm so sorry. I don't speak Germany. German. I'm sorry. I don't even know what it's called. I don't speak German, and I do apologize for the horrible butchering. It looked. It, it, it's, it looks tough. <laughs> in pronunciation. In parentheses. Now I can't even speak English. <laughs> I don't speak Chinese. Do you speak German? Because you look. Ah. <laughs> I'm assuming he didn't understand any of that, but he muttered, sorry, and I turned back around and ordered my drink in English. I didn't think much of it until now, and while all I did was mirror his own actions, assume his mother tongue, I'm wondering if this was crossing the line. Thoughts? No, no, and you only feel like you're crossing the line because we have been conditioned to feel that way. Right. Um... I don't think you're the asshole at all. I mean, I'm I'm all I about. Wish I was there. I'm all about matching energy, right? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. why? Okay, well, you're gonna assume one thing about me. Well, let's 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 play the assumption game. You know what I mean? I'm gonna learn to, to say that phrase in German. I'm gonna yeah. go and and Google Translate how to say that in German, and I'm gonna start saying that every time. And I feel like people would be so shocked if they really knew how many times people do this all the time. Are you still trying to Chinese practice it? Just, I just wish I knew how to say that because spelling wise, it's a lot of E-S-I-S-I. -S, -S, S. It's like looking at Mississippi the eek. first time. You're like, Mississippi. I-S-C-H is eek. Chinesk. Again, we're sorry. We're not mocking it. We're just very intrigued. How do you say Chinese in German? I found three ways to say Chinese in German. Great. For the masculine form, you'd say Chinese. Chinese. For the feminine form, you'd say Chinese. The same. I heard the same thing. Kinesa was there a difference? And that was nowhere near what I said. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I wish I was there, honestly. And we've said this before a couple times on this podcast. And I'm going to say it this time. When people come up to you and they say, speak in, and they assume your ethnicity and speak it, it is never about appreciating your culture. It is about, look at me. Right. Look what I did. Right. I went to Korea once. Oh my God, I spent time in Korea. Are you Korean? I lived in Korea for a little. It's never about me. It is 
always about them mm. and their need to be like, look, I'm not just white. It's I love K dramas, so I learned how to say how are you in Korean. Like, yeah, congratulations. I couldn't give less of a shit if I tried. Yes, when I, I watch care. videos of people who are not Korean speaking Korean, I'm always in awe. I'm always like, whoa, yeah. that's awesome. But don't come up and do it. I'm like, not. What's the flex? Like, what do you want me? Right. What, what What am I supposed to do with that? Oh my god, that was amazing! You watched TV. Yep, that's the what fuck? they want. That's what they want. That's what I. That's what we mean when we say it's about them. They right. want you thereafter to be like, oh my god, thank you so much. I really like, admire people who learn other languages uh, by watching TV, and then come up to a random stranger <laughs> to validate yourself with it. Right, God. Please and and then when it's a completely different other Asian language, then it's like, like I don't walk up to random non-Asian people and just assume their ethnicity and start speaking to them like that's okay. crazy to me. But it happens to us all the time. If what you the- go up to a black person and you're like, I love rap music and collard greens, does that sound ignorant and racist? Because it's exactly the same fucking thing. It's it's pretty much similar. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's it's like. To be honest, with, and like the thing is, if they actually appreciated your culture, you know what appreciating cultures looks like? It looks like advocating for those communities. You read this one. I'm tired of reading. I'm tired of everything. I hate everybody and I hate everything. I've been a little bit of funk today, guys. I'm just, I'm only laughing because you started off with, I love these. And you're like, they're making me angry. I love these for the emotional roller coaster that it gives me, right? I just, it just, it's like an adrenaline. So many feelings. It does. Sometimes of which leads towards, I'm exhausted. Rage. (laughs) Oh, that too. (laughs) Am I the asshole for telling my husband I don't want his brother around our son because of his. DNA concerns. What? <laughs> DNA concerns. I don't know what that means. Okay, wait. My husband doesn't telling my husband I don't want his brother. brother don't they have like similar DNA? What is the DNA? We'll find out. Stay tuned, this everyone. This is confusing. Please. I'm um, nervous. Is she the person of color? Well, I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> Here we go. My husband and I have a two-year-old son together. My husband is great and attentive father, but this is problem for this has been a problem for the past year and a half or so, and it's reaching its breaking point, and I'm extremely annoyed. I made this ultimatum, <laughs> that's always great in relationships, yeah. with my husband last night after a fight I had with his brother. I have brown hair and blue eyes. My husband has blonde hair and blue eyes, and our son has brown hair and brown eyes. Honestly, didn't think much of it until my brother-in-law made a comment when my son was around a year old, a year old on how rare it is for two people with blue eyes to have a child with brown eyes. We thought it was an interesting observation and moved on. Real quick, I thought having blue eyes was very rare because it was a mutation. Right. So when you have two people with brown eyes and with blue eyes, it's very rare for the person, their child to come out with brown eyes because they both have the mutation. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's like dwarfism. It's it's like the, it might be a, like even if it's like a recessive gene, if the two have it, it's more likelihood. Yeah. But we, but he keeps bringing it up again. He made another comment on my son's second birthday. My best friend is Asian. My ex from almost seven years ago. I've been with my husband for five years now is Asian as well. He joked that my son looks more like my friend because he has dark hair and eyes and then turned to me and said, isn't your ex Asian, maybe my bro needs a test and laughed. 
I thought this was so rude and was, and was so happy no one nearby heard it. The straw that broke that camel's back was when I went to the beach yesterday with my husband and son. We all got pretty tan from being in the sun all day and I took a picture of us and posted it to my story. My brother-in-law swiped up and said, why is my brother holding a little Mexican kid? With a bunch of laughing emojis. I went off on him and told him that I'm sick and tired of his little jokes towards my son, all because he has brown hair and brown eyes and his father is blonde with blue eyes. He's 21, so I get he's young, but until he stops with the constant DNA jokes, I don't want him around our son. If he doesn't believe they're related, there obviously is no bond, and I don't feel comfortable with him being around him. I told my husband to tell his brother this, and he's saying I'm the asshole wanting him to tell his brother he can't see his nephew and that he knows our son is his, so why do I let his brother's comments affect me? Um, I don't know, because you're... Um, brother is fucking racist. Well, also to insinuate that you are unfaithful and doing it around your child is incredibly harmful. Not even just around your child. Amongst a lot of other people, I'm assuming family on both sides because it's birthday parties. That's wild. I, I... I don't think you're an asshole at all. I think that's very reasonable that his uncle... Your son's uncle doesn't pass on all this trauma. But, but is it strange that the kid has brown eyes? I don't think so. So rare. <laughs> is it? Isn't it? It's not that rare. I, it's, I look at it as like when that's why I brought up the dwarfism earlier. Just, like it's like when two people who have dwarfism have a child who doesn't have dwarfism. I don't know. I, I'm going to have to look up the statistics. Not to say that you cheated on. That's not what I'm saying. I just want to know. I think it's if it's like, if it's just like that recessive gene, then it is technically a 50-50 chance. Uh, are you sure? Yeah. Are you guessing on 50-50? No, no, no. That's how it is with recessive genes because recessive genes means both of the traits has to come from it. Oh, maybe it's actually 75% chance that he would have brown eyes. Okay, so myth. Two blue-eyed parents can produce a child with brown eyes. Fact. Two blue-eyed parents can have a child with brown eyes, although it's very rare. Likewise, two brown-eyed parents can have a child with blue eyes, although this is also uncommon. Okay. I think that's more uncommon. Rare, but possible. Um, okay. Okay, so it's not that rare. So now I can go back it's to- It's not that talking. rare, and I think it just like has this, like, I don't know. Even it kind of gives off like Aryan Nation vibes a little bit. Oh, like that, that's like that not one my eye, blue eyed thing. I, I mean, I know they're not blonde, but this is just like still, it's just like this harping on of blue eyes. Cause it almost seems like, I know she didn't ve like verify if the brother also had blue eyes or not, but it almost seems like he thinks it's better. Cause he keeps harping on it and then like making fun of it, which has this like slight. <sighs> You know what? I need to be around this family. I need to observe. <laughs> you need to yeah. like more is, context. I need more context. And I need to be around it. Although my only thing is, is like. Yeah, but there's is, other parts. It is, it is, of course, wildly inappropriate. Wildly, wildly inappropriate, inappropriate that he would say something like that, especially in front of your child, in front of your family, at parties and at functions. It is 
completely, completely out of pocket. I mean, outside of just like the eyes thing, there's like the slight racism with the Asian people, and then also like the slight misogyny. Well, also, just, why like, is he holding that Mexican kid like that? That too. Yeah, I mean, all, I mean. it all feels that way. I totally agree. I totally agree. I don't think she's the asshole. I don't think she's the asshole either. Um, I think if he was genuinely concerned, he would. He should voice that to to his brother. Privately, yeah, not in front of you know the and it's the child. But does the husband hear him say that, or does he just reserve that for the wife and for the kid and for everybody else? You know, so I don't know. Um, but you're not the asshole. You're not the asshole for having boundaries. You know, and I think the boundary should be, you know, if you don't want him around, that's fine. But the the boundary is if he is around and he says something, he has to leave. That's it. Or you know, we we will no longer be around him. Also, how is your wife the asshole for making sure that her that your son doesn't grow up feeling like an outcast in his own family because right. his uncle made him feel like he was a fucking illegitimate child or something? Like what the fuck? Right. What do you mean your wife's the asshole? Get your shit together. Um am I the asshole for calling my coworker a racist? We'll find out. I'm, I am Asian and my husband is white. I moved to the US and wasn't aware of the racial stereotypes surrounding our relationship until I came here. Now I've been fetishized numerous times here by strangers. It's because of, it's become a touchy subject for me, which was why I may have overreacted. I have a coworker who is universally loved by everyone in the office. However, he's repeatedly brought up things to do with my race. I have a slight accent mixed with American. And now that I've lived here for nearly a decade, he asked if I spoke that way because I'm Asian, says that I must like certain celebrities because they're white, ew, and brings up his Asian ex-girlfriend at times to ask me questions about past things he did. Note, he's only had one Asian girlfriend in the past. Two days ago, he asked me why it is that Asian women love dating white men so much, and I lost it. I shouted at him and that I wouldn't know why because I don't fall into that ignorant stereotype. He brought up some examples of couples we know and said there's obviously a trend. I told him I am predominantly dated Asian guys before my husband, and if he's going to ask why I love black... Oh, my God. And... <laughs> And if he's going to ask why I love black men so much since one of my exes is black, or if he asked why white women, why do they love black men so much? Another ignorant stereotype I wasn't aware of until I came to the US. I called him racist, which he vehemently denied and said he didn't mean anything harmful by it. Of course, it was just a joke. I was just kidding. I'm worried because- I just genuinely wanted to know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm worried I caused unnecessary drama in the office by losing my temper and making a scene as well as calling him racist. I wonder whether the right thing to do is mend bridges. Am I the asshole? Edit for clarification. My coworker is white. To be clear, I only gave examples of specific stereotypes and don't believe that there's a single or singular, sorry, single country clean or free of them, not trying to paint the US as worse or better. I don't think you caused enough drama in the office. I would have taken that shit to HR and gotten that motherfucker fired. The only thing that I probably- and if they didn't fire him, sue the company. Well, you're familiar. Um, <laughs> the only thing that I probably would say is when you're talking to somebody about racial issues or having a conversation about a particular instance in which they are stereotyping a specific race, I don't really love it when somebody says, but what about black people? What if I do this with, what if I said about Mexican people? Or you know, Keep it about 
what you're talking about and talk to that person about why that specific stereotype, because I don't think that bringing other people into it helps your argument. I think it just kind of dilutes what's going on. And then almost, because if they're not taking it seriously anyway, they're not gonna take it seriously across the board. So I think you have to really hone in on why that one specific stereotype is harmful or untrue or why them holding that belief is steeped in, you know, anti, you know, other ethnicities or other races or, you know, pro or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, you know, the, the reasoning behind it. So I, I probably, if it were me, wouldn't have said like, oh, so because I dated a black guy, oh, oh you know, Asian women are only, to, that I, again, I, I don't think that that makes your point. Um, I would probably have said like, you know, think about the proportion, think about the proportion of how many white people there are in this country versus Asian people in this country. You know, like sometimes like I'm married to a white man, but has nothing to do with the fact that I chose him because he's white. I chose him and he happened to be white. You know, there's a very distinct difference between those things. Um, but also where I grew up, the people that I'm around, there are, it's predominantly white. It's not of my choosing, just, just geography. I live in the United States. The United States has, what's the Asian population in the United States? Six percent? Somewhere between three to six percent. Yeah. yeah. In a country of millions, that's fine. But imagine like spread out, you know, so whatever. Or you can tell him to fuck off and that's not none of his fucking business. And yes, I do believe he is a racist. And no, I have no problem with you calling him out on it. I don't. Yeah. I do agree with you about not bringing up other races, but sometimes I feel like it's hard to get the point across without being like, is this other scenario racist? Because if not. I know that. Why? And I know that in order to make an example of certain things, it's easier to kind of make it so that it doesn't seem, I don't know, maybe like vague or like if you shine a light on somewhere. But again, yeah. I feel like the I thing see is, your point though, yeah. is that the reason I think a lot of times things and stereotypes against Asian people don't get taken seriously is because we're like, well, well let's compare it to this. Yeah, don't yeah. compare Instead it. Instead of explaining it. It is still its own problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the comparison, again, just deflects from what the actual subject matter is. And now we've brought in an entirely new group of people who has their own set of problems that are completely different. Yeah, and so yeah, now, yeah. now we're arguing multiple things at once. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying that obviously we all know the plight of other ethnicities and races in this country are of equal importance. I'm not suggesting that they're not. My, what I'm saying is that, you know, keeping, holding them to task in that one instance at, on that one subject is equally powerful without having to, you know, bring in other people. Yeah, so it. staying on what you're saying, <clears throat> specifically for this, it's like, I feel like this trope hits different depending on who it comes from. For sure, well. If it comes from an Asian man. That's worse. It feels like you're inselling. You know what I mean? You're like, kind of like. Well, I could speak to this on from firsthand experience, right? I am an Asian woman who's very vocal about Asian topics and things like that, but I happen to be married to a white man. And so that is weaponized against me constantly. Mm -hmm. You say you love Asian people, but you couldn't even marry a, an Asian man. It's like, so I have to pick who I love and want to marry based on their race. Like that's just as bad. That's just as bad. Um, you know, and so when I get it from Asian men uh, on the internet, there's this one guy who's always saying shit in my comments. I haven't blocked him because he just keeps he just keeps reappearing. Um, you know, <laughs> like what's the point? Um, I wish know. TikTok would do that thing that Instagram does. Yeah, where block all future block accounts. All future accounts. Please. Yeah. Um, you know, and he says that I have no legs to stand on about Asian topics because I married. You know, and I had he he called them half breed babies. Um, thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> 
You know, and it's like my husband's that. whiteness does you not. You said that like it's supposed to be offensive. Right, right. And also like this I don't understand Potter. how my husband's whiteness changes the fact that I am still very much Asian. Like that that doesn't change it. It's not like. What? You're telling me you don't. You're telling me you can marry an Asian, a white person, and all of a sudden you don't right. live through a white perspective, right? Exactly, <laughs> at all. Um, and then when it comes from white men, I feel like grossly fetishized, and I feel like it's really well. That's really what I was icky. gonna say. Coming from a white guy, it kind of feels like, why do your people love my people? You so love much? us because, like, so why are much. we so great? Like, it has this like superiority. Thing. I know, and that's the one thing that I hate most about it. Is like, no. No, that's not that's not why it happened, and it makes me you know upset to to think that that's why people think. Which is that. weird because they're the same people who watch all these movies. It's like, oh, you have to find your one true love. It's like, right? So why do you unless, think that? Yeah, unless you're Asian or or person of color, and it has then to like be you should find someone who race. looks like you. Otherwise, yeah. it doesn't count. You don't actually love them. It doesn't yeah. count. So for you, you could spend your whole life looking for your one true love, but for us, right, we're not real people. Right, we exactly. should just like be with our own. Okay. I hate everybody. Not forever, just right now. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll come back around. Uh, I I would have a hundred percent escalated this HR. Yeah, that's so many things outside oh, of sure. the racism. It's creepy. Yeah, why do you care who I'm dating and married to? That's right. nothing to do with none of your business. And then like the dynamic here is she's a white woman and he's a white man or an Asian, Asian woman yeah. and he's a white man. Right. Power dynamic. Talking about why do you like people like me so much? Right. You know what I mean? Like it's also this like weird creepy hitting on putting feelers out there. I don't know. I hate it. I hate yeah. it. <laughs> that is some bullshit. I know. I'm sorry for my low energy today, folks. I'm just, I've just had it with everybody. <laughs> I have one question for my own story. So I recently got these new neighbors. I think I talked about this a little bit before, but I live on a property with three houses. Originally. Yeah. There's two houses in the front right up the street and our house is like removed from the street in the back. Okay. And our landlord took our parking spots and built two additional units like this, like a couple months ago, like these. So there's like what used to be like, a hundred feet from our house to the other house. Now there is a there's a house seven feet away from our house. I would hate that. I we, I did too. So like so their front door faces Ron's bedroom window, and like we now are like driveway shrunk. We have to like fit more cars into the same amount of space, and like you know. So these two girls moved in right next door to us. Okay. And for all intents and purposes, they have been very privileged. They're both white. They're like very privileged. Like they don't even ask or say anything and they'll just like have their friends block everyone in, in the driveway. And so far it hasn't been problematic to the point where like, we're trying to leave or we have an emergency, you know what I mean? Like, but there have been times when like they had five cars in the driveway for like an hour and a half, they were moving in but it was still like an hour and a half. They do this weird thing where they have two cats yeah, and they know. will put their cats on a leash. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> they will put their cats on a leash. And if you go take them for a walk at the park, whatever, fine. But they don't do that. They just open their front door and they stand outside and they will sit on our step. And yesterday 
the office is also facing the same way Ron's room does. Like if they're right next to each other and the way I sit in my office, my desk is right by that window. Mm -hmm. Yesterday I went to go grab a drink of water. I'm coming back to sit at the desk. And as I'm sitting down, my like my computer is like facing the opposite side of the window. Mm -hmm. So like, as I'm sitting down, I like look over this way to just like stare at the window. Cause like I haven't been outside in a week. Right. So I'm like, just like, just like to get fresh air sometimes, you know, through the window. And the one of them is standing less than three feet away from the window, looking into the window. Oh my God. No, you should have nipped that shit in the bud when they had the five cars, five cars in the fucking driveway. Yeah. And what I time should feel I, like, you want me to meet you at your house? <laughs> and I feel like they're like, hi, I'm Ed's big sister. And I wanted to ask you a couple questions. Nice cat. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing is like, literally when my aunt comes and visits, she's like this, like, what is my aunt? Like five foot one, two tall. She, parks like two blocks away and we live on a very steep hill. Like I think it's like a 45 to 47 degree incline and she walks, you know what I mean? And they have their parents double, triple park everyone in the driveway. You can't, they can't do that. That's dangerous. It's illegal. Get the fuck off my fucking, and get off my lawn. So they're only <laughs> supposed to have one parking spot in the driveway and they keep double parking it in to the point where like, and I keep saying around like, we can barely fit to like squeeze past them. And it's not if, it's a matter of when we're going to ding a car. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it's gonna be our fault because we were the ones driving. You need to talk to your landlord about that. <sighs> you should do it immediately. It's not gonna de-escalate itself. It's not going to become better. These bitches, sorry. These girls are not going to be like, well, you know, I've given it some thought. Maybe we shouldn't stare into our neighbor's fucking window. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so rude. It was so rude. And sometimes they like come up, like right up to the window. Cause that's where the grass is right outside of the office window. And like, they have no grass in their area. So they like just, <laughs> so, so they yeah. literally just like colonize our space. You just hide like this and you sense them. Hi, <laughs> just like pop up. I'm telling you, do I, it. I like am confrontational, but sometimes I'm not, you know what I mean? And like yesterday I literally was like, should I have said something? Should I have been like, should I just stare at her and been like, uh, it's a little close, little close you lady. You walking your cat. Cause we have a camera out there that points out towards the driveway because we have people that literally on trash days will come down, walk all the way down the driveway and go through our recycling to like right. take out all the bottles and stuff. So like, I was like, you know, it feels a little uneasy. So we put in a camera sure. there. That's fair. So like, that's not the first time. Cause I've caught them on the camera staring into the window. Why? I don't know. It's creepy. I get it. I get, it. I mean like, not I get it, but like some parts I get. My mom was visiting from town and I smoke weed to unwind instead of drinking. And so like, I don't want to have that conversation with my mom. So like, I would just smoke in the office. Yeah. And like I put a box fan in the window so that it like blew out instead yeah. of like coming back in, sure. you know? So like that was while they were moving in. So I get it at some points, it's like, there was a lot of weed smoke just blowing out of that window. I mean, welcome to LA, like, okay. Exactly. Well, but then like, then you go, okay, cool. Whatever, they smoke weed. Why do you have to keep looking in our window? Maybe you should like write like little post-it note. I'm so passive aggressive. I'm the worst. I'd be like, what you looking at? See anything interesting or nothing to see here or just like a Sharpie drawing of like a middle finger? Like, <laughs> or like do what those people did, like take post-its and like draw a middle finger on the window. You know, like remember people. <laughs> Like there was this shape of yeah. One. There was this one TikTok where like across the street from each other, I think it was in New York. These two tall buildings, these residents did like a post-it off, and mm -hmm. they were writing each other messages and stuff. And like 
That's what I was thinking. Of I before. think you should make a note, put it on the post-it and put it on the window and say, staring into other people's dwellings is rude and kind of illegal. Like I, or like, you know, it is. It's yeah. Peeping Are you peeping Tommy. Tommy me right now? Yeah. It's a little creepy. So I was like, am I the, would I be an asshole if I like said something to <laughs> okay. them? Okay. Right. Tom, right? Question mark. Peeping Tom, you <laughs> peeping Tom, bitch. <laughs> and it's just like, they just literally occupy, I get it, it's a shared space, but it's literally- But maybe they don't, me giving them the benefit of the doubt like a dumb bitch. Maybe they don't know what the boundaries are for the lines of parking and how it works. Um, you can always have a nice conversation. They could end up being your friends. You guys could all smoke weed together someday, who knows? I don't want that. They might be cool. And and if so. you just bring it to their attention, maybe you could, you know, stave off some kind of uncomfortable con confrontation because you do have to live and share this space. Yeah. So there's no point. I mean, I always and am I don't too know reactive. how other people luck out, but I've lived next door to racist white people before multiple times. One of whom wait, but we don't know that they're racist white people. Oh no, no, I don't know that these ones are okay. racist. No, no, no. I was like, wait, that's I, a huge assumption. I why? Because they make, have cats. I do make that <laughs> jump because I, I've now started getting towards a place where like both me and Ron are like, I think a lot of their things has to do with their privilege. They just have this like privilege, they don't care. It doesn't occur to them know. that all this space doesn't belong to them. Exactly. Oh, we have an apartment for two people. We must have five parking spots. Fantastic. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> and our cats are just going to stand outside your window while your dog is clearly bothered and now barking. Right. And there is just nothing right. being done to be like, oh, maybe we shouldn't bother their dog. Like, there's just nothing. Even there's just, just no care. Even just staring into somebody else's home is like, why do you feel like it is your right to stare into my house, you weirdo? You know, and, and that's that does speak to their privilege. And it speaks to, like, maybe they've just never learned. So, hey- Welcome to your new apartment. Here's how shit goes down around here. Um, oh, I tried doing that. And that's that. I tried to do that. What do you mean? I tried to tell them in the beginning. Not not like- Hey neighbor, <laughs> let me just tell you how it all works. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, like not that, but like kind of a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, hey, let's do like stuff like this. Like, oh, you know, sometimes like people do come down our driveway and they will go through your garbage. So like, you know what? Like I did tell them some stuff to try to be friendly. And, but then here's the other thing, the other neighbors that live on the property, they're all white and they all seem to be a little bit more friendly towards them than us. And we live, I can like reach out my window, stretch a little bit and touch their door. Mm. You know what I mean? So it, it, the dynamic seems a little different. And something also got me thinking like yesterday we made kimchi chike. Mm, so I was like, is that what that bitch smelled? And she was like looking in her house, being like, "What's that smell?" Maybe you know she's what I mean. Like, and I it get it. Some of it so good. I want to. It could I be. Want, well, maybe if I look in there, they'll see me and offer me a bowl. It could be, but that's why I brought up. I've lived next to racist white people before because yeah. maybe some of it is my trauma. Being like, "Oh shit, I, I've been." I, through I think this. a good amount of it could be. Could be. I, I think it would be fair for. But it also to doesn't why. feel right. Yeah. Well, let's get to the bottom of it. I'll roll up and be like, "Oh, is this your parking spot?" I thought it was communal, no? Oh, you didn't have your parents park you in? Right, no? exactly. <laughs> okay. Are you walking your cat? <laughs> oh my God. I mean, people do that, right? That bothers me the most. But do people do that? Aren't cats just like super self-sufficient? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why no. do you have to walk a cat? Oh no, because I mean like, I think a lot of people walk their cats because they don't want their cats to be outdoor cats because we live in LA. Yeah. And there's coyotes. Yeah. There's bobcats. Oh my God. And I get that. You don't want that to happen. 
but like they'll walk their cat down the driveway. All of it is concrete. And then they'll just like stand outside of our other neighbor's door window, like literally three feet away from it and stand there for like 10 minutes while their cat just sniffs around. And I'm like, this is the, we you have no concept of personal space yeah. and like boundaries and privacy. I don't understand. Cause there's a park less than a, 30 second drive from our house. Like you could walk there in five minutes. Like yeah. take your cat there. Yeah. That's where I take my dog to right. walk them. Right. Like imagine if I stood outside their door with my dog. You'd be arrested. That'd be weird. <laughs> They'd be like, sir. Yeah, that you would be weird. Like there. that's, but that's what they do. I know. And then they'll like sit in front of our gate. So like if I wanted to leave now, I have to be like, um, oh, sorry, excuse me. Like move. Why are you, I mean, move. I, I, um, I would get, I give very bad advice when it comes to things like this. Cause I'm super intolerant. I'd be like, I don't, I like, I, if I were coming out and they knew I was coming out and they were still sitting in front of my gate, I would be so fucking passive aggressive. It would be like, oh no, you, you want to sit in front of the gate? Do you want to sit on the gate? So do you want, what do you want to just lay, why are you sitting? Lay down, make, make yourself comfortable. I'll just jump over the fucking gate. You're like I'll hurdle it. Like, and that's what I mean. They, I, to me, the way it comes off to us is like, they have this like, not should we, it's can we. Not even, it's I am. Right. <laughs> like if I can't do it, I'm allowed to do it. I'm doing it because I, yeah, I, I am. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I want to. I, want to. I, I am, I'm yep. doing it. Mm -hmm. Not should I or well, shouldn't I. <laughs> you let me know. Oh. <laughs> and what would probably end up happening is nothing. I'm just going to stew about it and hate them. Don't do it. It's not worth it. You you have to live your life. And if you're constantly annoyed by the people that live around you. Maybe that's it. Maybe once I get a life, I won't care as much. Yeah, there's that. Maybe there oh. is something to say about you maybe just being like the curmudgeony hermit right now. <laughs> who just like Curmudgeony. <laughs> <laughs> I have, that word has never been used to describe me. So there's well, that. <laughs> hey, listen, we all have phases in life. Maybe you're in your curmudgeony era, okay? So maybe once you do get out there and remind yourself that you're uh, young and have vitality left in you, you won't care so much what your bitch ass neighbors are doing. And then you'll just, you know, whatever, just roll them a joint and be like, can you yeah. go in their house? Or and maybe I'll them? have someone to make fun of for someone walking their cats, other than Ron, which we do, but <laughs> you know. Anyway, thank you for joining. If you have any tips on how he can deal with his neighbors, let us know. And also remember at the top of the show, he did put out there that he is available. Oh, maybe you'll end up dating one of your neighbors. Oh, Wouldn't that be weird? I think they're a couple, but we're not, I don't oh. want to imply. Okay. But I think they are. Oh, okay. Well, then there goes that. So then back to what I was saying. Susie had a reset from the little little fantasy she had for about five like, seconds oh. there. I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cute that you started by hating your neighbor and then you fell in love with That's one of them? That's not a meat cute. That's a meat angry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, thanks for joining us on our show today. I'm sorry for the waves of emotion. We've been going through That's things. That's nothing new here. Collectively and individually. New here. So yeah, you're used to it. What the fuck we am I laugh saying? through tears. Yeah, exactly. But we do thank you. And if you do find value in our podcast, our content, we would really appreciate it if you could help us make this more sustainable by becoming part of our Patreon and becoming part of our producers. Um, we do have different levels. And for those of you who have become, we thank you greatly. Otherwise, you follow us on our socials. You can find me at Sujio one on Instagram and TikTok. And I'm at Etch-A-Sketch with a J on whatever. But... <laughs> 
on all of them, most of them. But you could also find the podcast at What in the Shiba. And please continue to email us. We thank you, especially to the people who wrote in from last week's yes, episode. Awesome. The people who gave us book recommendations and told their personal stories. We thank you. We will get back to you. Otherwise, um, yeah, email us. It's what in the Shiba at gmail.com. If you are watching us on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe, and ring the bell. Curmudgeon. 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 Otherwise, um, thank you for everything, and we'll catch you on the next one. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.